Charlie is ruminating on the quiet abstraction of salary and jobs. Needing, 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 needing. As Charlie is ruminating on the quiet abstraction of salary and jobs versus life and purpose, there's an abrupt click. He can hear it on his speakerphone. Harland is now audible to everyone. Hello, everyone. It's 10.30. How's our morning going? How's our morning going? How's our morning going? A chime of voices, about five or ten voices at once, speak up over one another. The consensus is, things are good, Harland. Well, I'm glad you all say that. Because, you see, I've noticed something. Do you all notice what I'm noticing? It's been days, and none of you have asked me once about packet drop-offs. What's happening right now is a typical interaction between bosses or supervisors and their hires or their employees. Harland, like any boss worth his muster, is surprising his team with a demerit. They are all in trouble with him. No one has once, in up to four days, asked about the packets and packet drop-offs. Packet drop-offs. One brave voice from the speakerphone utters a hesitant word, seemingly on behalf of everyone. Employees had, in fact, received new work delivered to their desks at home last week from the IRS employees who had dropped off their desktop machines. They also had received a large batch of envelopes to process. This was a lot of work, a lot more work than just a week. No one in Harlan's team of 14 or 15 people had yet run out of work. This is because Duncan and Karen, in an effort to be efficient and courteous to Harland and everyone that works under Harland, had distributed roughly three weeks of work to each person in a larger than normal envelope. Harland doesn't really look at the work, he just complains about it. And he had designated in his opening speech earlier that each employee would be doing two separate weekly drop-offs of work. Nobody has yet to even talk about doing a drop-off, and my guess is nobody's done a drop-off yet. It seems it's up to me, your boss, to do the scheduling on when people drop off work and pick up new packets. Admittedly, this is supervision, and that is in fact Harlan's job. To do the scheduling on when people drop off work and pick up new packets. And, a backstory, 
He just got dinged in a phone call with his own boss, Barry, who asked Harland about the packet drop-offs. Packet drop-offs. Everyone at Company Statistics is nervous about this work-at-home experiment. Packet drop-offs. They would like it to work. As if the work-at-home experiment works, it would mean they would not need to lease a new building. Company Statistics is presently without a building, with the IRS having moved into their building as the IRS building got destroyed. If company statistics could somehow not have to lease a new building, they would not have to either pay for a lease, nor pay for electricity, for water, for coffee, for anything. This would add up to an amazing amount of cost savings. They couldn't believe that they'd be able to dump all these infrastructure costs onto each employee. Company statistics really likes this work at home idea. But like all work, it needs to be measured and evaluated and tracked. And Barry's a little pissed off at Harland. Hey Harland, you hadn't set up a schedule for dropping off the envelopes I'm seeing, said Barry to Harland. And Harland insisted in his conversation with Barry, well, hey, you know, I indicated it would be twice a week. And Barry told Harland, well, Harland, where's the schedule on that, bud? So Harland, are you doing your job? Is everyone getting their uh, envelopes in as, uh, as you scheduled, as you planned, as what you told me about? Harland got off the phone and was a little pissed off at Barry catching him on something. A game of gotcha. 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 Harland hates losing games of gotcha with Barry. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And so Harland decided to play a game of gotcha with his team. Oh, Harlan can't stand it when Barry pulls this your boss shit. Thank you, Harlan. As you know, buddy, don't want to have another performance improvement plan discussion with you. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And now Harlan is kicking the dog by calling his employees. Nobody has yet to even talk about doing a drop-off, and my guess is nobody's done a drop-off yet. Gotcha. Charlie looks at his stack of completed envelopes and his larger stack of incomplete envelopes, which he's continuing to work on. And he's sure that every other employee within your space of Harland has a similar workload to complete. Charlie, like everyone, has more than enough work to last him the next month easily. And this is even on a more than efficient speed. Charlie's looking at his stack of work while he's listening to Harlan banter everyone about dropping work off and picking up new work. Gotcha. As Harlan's commentary fades into the background, a light flicker of debris, a sliver, coasts in the air, reflecting off the mid-morning light. Charlie looks at it and smiles. Gotcha. Whatever it is, it's hovering above him. He listens to the small fragment in the air. A thought comes into his mind. It tells him, a piece of dust 
is not a person. A piece of dust is not a person. Harland interjects this beautiful moment. You know, Pickle, I thought you were one of the smart ones. I've been talking to you for a few minutes here, and you haven't said a word. The piece of dust is not a person. Pickle, don't tell me you're not even working right now. Just ask you a couple questions. Charlie snaps out of his happy meditation and clicks the speakerphone to full duplex. This will allow him to both talk and receive at the same time. Sorry, Harland. Didn't hear you clearly. Can you repeat yourself? Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Okay. Listen to the smartass, everyone. Charlie's making one of his good jokes here. One of his good, smart jokes. Everybody, let's give a round of applause to Charlie and his good old, what was the question jokes. I don't even understand that joke, Charlie. Are you asking for me to repeat myself? At 11 separate residences across Clarence, Texas, other employees on Harlan's team tense up. And then for very little explanation, Charlie says over the phone line, A piece of dust is not a person, Harland. What? what are, excuse me, Pickle, what was that? It's, it's just something I was thinking. Do you think dust can be a person? I was thinking that while you were talking. It wasn't, I wasn't meant to, I'm sorry if it meant that I wasn't paying explicit attention to what you were talking about with the packets. It's just something I was thinking. Do you think dust can be a person? Pickle, are you playing mind games just to get out of being on my shit list? Well, it does not help. It does not help. It doubles the shit. You are double on my shit list right now. Fucking dust, people? What the fuck are you talking about? No, sorry, Harland. Sorry, no, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to fuck with you or anything, and I don't even like cussing at the job right now. Harland, I'm not sure that's terribly appropriate. I'll tell you what's appropriate. Okay, alright, okay. Listen, sorry, Harland. And to anybody on the line right now, I'm sorry. I wasn't meaning to be rude. Harland, can you please repeat yourself? What were you trying to tell me? Well, Pickle, I've decided you, more than anyone, are a day late for your Tuesday envelope drop-off. You are to drop off your envelopes on Tuesdays and Fridays, and at that time, you are to do your printouts. Sorry, you hadn't mentioned. Well, you hadn't asked. There's silence on the phone line. Everyone has stopped working. They're listening to their receiver. Got it, Harland. I understand. I'm a day late and dropping off my packets. I'll get some to Karen and Duncan right away. Well, don't make the same mistake this Friday. Harland? There's a new voice on the phone. It's Karen. Harland? Would you like me to tell everyone the address for the facility? so that they can drop off their envelopes. Karen is now covering up her own possible mistake. She and Duncan have been busily catching up on their own workload, as the introduction of new envelopes often slows them down. So they've taken the last week to catch up on their workload without bringing in any new envelopes. 
They managed this by giving more envelopes to other people efficiently to possibly make a single once a month drop off that wouldn't affect anything. It would actually be more efficient. But they should have presented this as an idea to Harland. And of course, once he presented a double week envelope drop last week on the phone, they should have adjusted and then mentioned this address at the storage facility to everyone last week. The address is 4518 Storage Road. It's the ninth storage warehouse on the right. And we're on the fourth floor. Everyone's writing this down, I hope. Everyone on the phone right now is writing this down. 4518 Storage, storage what? Storage Road, says Karen. Karen then supports Harland by listing the other names that should have dropped off envelopes on Tuesday. And, in fact, even adds those who should have also done so on Monday. And the corresponding second days for each of those same groups. There will be a Monday and Thursday group and a Tuesday and Friday group. Thank you, Karen, for restoring a sense of professionalism to this process. Happy to help, Harland. Pickle most of all. Do you hear all that? Seems Pickle's late more than anyone. Karen, can you uh, indicate that Pickle is late on his file, please? Harland is insistent on this, not letting go his focus on Charlie. Such a damn prick, Harland. What was that? Uh, Charlie had forgotten to turn off the duplex setting on his speakerphone. I'll be right on it. Harland, sorry about that. Leaving right now. 4518 Storage Road, 4th floor. See you all after lunch at 1 p.m. Harlan did not let Charlie off the phone, and he stares at the light on his switchboard. It now shows a dull, unlit box where Charlie's phone had been illuminated as being present. He glares at the empty, clear, plastic box. There should be all lights illuminated when Harlan's on the phone. That son of a bitch pickle just hung up. That motherfucker. Above Harlan's eyes is a whirlwind of small activity in the air. The more frustrated Harlan becomes, the more the activity above him dances. This activity above Harlan looks down at him. Harlan, a massive ecosystem of bacteria and decaying organic compound. A piece of dust is not a person. The dust smiles and reflects, knowing what it is and what it is not, and the dust is pleased. <laughs>